Dueling Dialogues presents His and Hers with Grace Matthews, Caddy Man, and Connor Murphy. Welcome to episode 25 of His and Hers with Grace Matthews and the Caddy Man in the heart of the USA, Springfield, Missouri. Hi, you two. Hello. Hey, 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 hey. How's Happy it going? Friday. Yes, it's Happy been a while. Hour. Happy hour. Yeah. yeah. I don't think we've ever done this show on a Friday. We haven't. We so haven't. And we first. probably won't make a habit out of it, but hey, it's kind of fun. Well, we picked a good day because it's crappy outside. Oh my gosh, <laughs> it is here. Yesterday it was 85 and sunny. Today it's like 44 and cloudy. And Ooh, pink. that's and a big north, drop. North wind. Oh, yeah, there you went. go. Yeah, yeah. so crazy. Well, we can thank uh, Canada for that, can't we? Yeah, As we a matter of fact, yeah. that's who they blamed it on. I hate to tell you that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, we, we always get blamed. The Alberta Clipper and all these uh, fancy weather terms, it's our fault. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. As a yeah. Canadian, I'd like to apologize. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, we appreciate <laughs> that. Thank you. Okay, today I, I want to remind everybody before we get started that none of us are doctors. We are really talking about our own experiences, what's worked, what's failed for us. That is not the same for everybody. And when we talk about doing things that are going to help you your mental health that does not mean you should quit taking medication quit seeing a doctor or um think we're the know-all gurus right we're just telling you what works for us exactly so, i would like to start out with the thought okay. i will come through challenges with a better understanding of myself now in this 12-part series we started out with yoga as therapy cooking as therapy today it's as number three it's talk therapy as therapy okay. actual therapy does actual therapy work okay. we're gonna talk about it interesting okay um i will tell you that in my late 20s i went to therapy for about three years i didn't have uh, anything particularly wrong but i wasn't a very protected child Right. And so I had a lot of stuff to deal with. I went then. It helped me. It is a lifelong experience. I often go back to to what I learned, what I discovered and in therapy. And here many years later, I still say it was one of the best uh, things I ever did for myself. One of the best dollars I ever spent. Right. And um, I'm a better person for it. I had a quite a different experience. I had a corporate therapist. So we were all encouraged to go de-stress or whatever with this corporate therapist. And I always thought it was a joke and, and it didn't help. But there were certain things that the therapist said that stick with me forever. Um, and it has a lot to do with me being able to de-stress um, and not sort of concentrating or getting in the headspace where I'm, I'm thinking about problems and challenges that I cannot control, that I have no control over. And it, and it kind of taught me to sort through those things, ask 
myself a question, can I affect the outcome? If the answer is no, then stop thinking about it. Go on to the next thing that's bugging you. Right. Yeah. And you call that your next theory. My your next, next theory. Yeah. Yeah. And I love, 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 love that. We've talked about it before. It works for you. I've actually borrowed it. it that is, that's a really good exercise, whatever you want to call it. So you, you also have had somewhat of a, a positive experience. Um, and now we have someone that is going through therapy. <laughs> okay. Do you think it's positive? I do think it's positive. You know, um, my dad used to have a saying that two heads are better than one even if one's a blockhead. <laughs> and it sounds stupid and very Ozarkian, but you know, it's the truth. You know, it's very hard to look at things objectively when you're emotionally, physically, whatever involved. You're never going to look at it like someone will look at it that has no ties, no feelings, no nothing. They're taking it as it is. As I tell people, I'm a good gambler on other people's money because I get no emotional ties. I look at stats. I look at um, the way they're playing, maybe the, the injuries, all sorts of different things. Well, you do the same thing when you're doing your own betting of your own money. However, your personal feelings come into effect and it does affect you. And it's just like this, uh, you know, with having um, a therapist, they, they don't let the personal feelings, they're just wanting to help you. And so they're trying to take what you tell them and make a judgment with no feelings whatsoever, just um, a um, scientific or textbook or whatever you want to say, feeling and way things should be based on what you've told them. Right, right. Yeah, the, the purpose of therapy should be to heal, manage, and alleviate issues that are bothering you. Exactly. Um, it should promote healthier, better, and even more communication. Okay. Now, make one thing you need to make sure of when you begin therapy, have a goal. Okay. So that when you reach that goal, you can reassess. Do I need another goal or am I done? Otherwise, you know, you could get into this... You're in therapy your whole life. Right, exactly. So the goal kind of helps you to know when you're done. Okay, there you go. It should help you to improve your connection with other people. Kind of like the caddy man's deck. This is a person that doesn't have an iron in the fire. Right. They're exactly. not wandering around in the forest and they can't see the forest because there's so many trees. Right. That helps, you know, they're, they're probably not a lot different than just someone that's more objective. Right. But that is huge because we are social beings. Therapy has been known to do very great things for depression, anxiety, and substance issues. There you go. Um, 
But most of all, it helps us create coping skills. Now, we all have coping skills. And many of them have kept us alive, have kept us uh, from getting injured and hurt. And that they often serve a purpose. For example, the coping skills we use as children are not necessarily the ones we should use as adults. That doesn't yeah. mean they didn't serve a purpose. Right. They did. But so a therapist can help you gain better coping skills by helping you to understand, reshape your feelings. You know, if you if you look back at something that happened when you were five, a lot of times you look back and you become the five-year-old again. <laughs> there you go. When you work through it with a therapist, the therapist should be taking you back as an adult and saying, let's look at this as an adult versus a child. Yeah, yeah I can see so that. So we gain problem-solving skills, and we can change... Our behavior patterns right some people don't need to change their behavior patterns that's that's great now the most effective therapy is most effective when you are what honest I mean the therapist does not have a crystal ball right if you don't go into therapy and be honest you're gonna send them on a wild goose chase because they're really just people. Hopefully educated and experienced people, but nevertheless still people. They don't have a crystal ball. The one thing that they, that a lot of people warn of, um, I don't remember this being the case with me, but things a lot of times will get worse before they get better in therapy because you're opening up sometimes big cans of worms. And you gotta let those worms out put them back in but maybe you're letting them out as children and you're putting them back in as adults that is true and, and a lot of things too is everyone has these thoughts or these feelings most of it does date back to when they're a child and what most people if they know why the why part answers a lot of questions so a person can move on or live with it or understand it because they've probably been wondering that their whole life. Right. And um, consciously or subconsciously. I mean, I think you can be wondering it, something it, and it's exactly. not necessarily at the front of your mind, but it's there holding you back, making you not make right decisions. Uh, you know, affecting your judgment. It can, it can do lots of things. It doesn't have to necessarily, you know, be something terrible, but unfortunately, most of the time, it's a traumatic event that um, needs to be talked about. And most people, it's tough to talk about those type of feelings or those type of happenings with just anybody and sometimes a therapist you feel like they're a perfect stranger but is willing to listen and so they're not, not going to be judgmental and it's not like you're going to go out on the street or you're not going to be drinking beer with them three days from now well if you are it's inappropriate yeah <laughs> true. Okay. 
And believe it or not, and that's going to be hard for guys, but crying can represent a breakthrough. The release of emotions. Exactly. It was once said, if tears are flowing, something worthwhile is happening. There you go. Because you're changing. You are looking at something and saying, it can't be like this anymore. Right. Right. And you're, therefore, you're giving something up. Now, you know, it's hard for us as human beings to give up anything, even a lot of bad shit. Right, right. Okay? Well, it's just not that easy. We get sort of attached to our good and our bad crap. Well, scientifically, they've proven a, a different composition of tears from tears of joy to tears of sadness. The tears really? are actually, yeah, they're they're actually differ chemically. So, yeah. there you go. Um, Ooh, I love that set, Beth. I didn't know. I that. I didn't know that either. Yeah, that's great. Um, one thing that will help with this flow of emotion, and hopefully at some point a flow of tears, is if you trust your therapist. You should trust your therapist. They should not cross the line of inappropriateness. If you don't feel safe and trust your therapist, there's more out there. Get another one. Yeah, there you go. Simple. You, you should also feel like you're being heard, not that they're listening to themselves talk. Right, right. Yeah, I I, I imagine therapy uh, to be sitting there and listening to someone telling me what to do. And in all truth, they didn't really say a lot. <laughs> no, really, you're processing your own stuff. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're doing know. all the talking, and they yeah. just uh, get in there to, to, you know, clean out the bad stuff. Or right. they're more of a guide. A guide, yeah. 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 Like a spirit guide, almost. Yeah. And the thing with therapy is it's the process that is most important, not really the end. Because the process teaches you how... Okay, as you're learning how to deal with possibly maybe a, a sexual abuse or some sort of crazy thing that happened with your kid, uh, maybe the death of a parent or something. Okay, the process at which you go through with your therapist, the idea is that you can carry it over to another situation later. Right. Because life's a roller coaster. Situations keep coming at us. Yeah, you bet. They don't stop just because we say, oh, we're tired of it. And life changes. Let's face it. Therapy works best if you're ready to open up. Yeah. I can tell you right now, I've met known people that have talked to me about certain issues, and they're no more ready to talk to a therapist. Than it would be a total waste of time and money. Yeah, exactly. Those same people, though, can become open to it. Right. Um, clients actually become physically healthier with therapists while they're in therapy and after therapy. Yeah, I can see that. Um, it, 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 for some reason, and that I think it's that mind-body-spirit connection we talked about when we talked about yoga as therapy. Right. That you become healthier physically. That's pretty if you, interesting. If you make your body healthier, your mind becomes healthier and your spirit. Right. Such as when your mind's healthier, your body's healthier and your spirit's healthier. 
So um, keep in mind that it's overall. That's why we're we're also doing this 12-part series uh, because, you know, you need to do many things as therapy. Right. If you really want to make a change and you really want to make a change your life, you know, engaging in lots of forms of therapy helps. And, and talk therapy is, is one of the best. Um, therapy can take you, talk therapy can take you from a survival mode because that's what a lot of our, our coping mechanisms are. Right. To a life enhancement mode. Yeah, definitely. How am I going to enhance my life instead of just save my own neck for the next five minutes? Right. It can help untangle years of confusion. It goes back to when you look at things as a child, they're tangled up like a child's mind. Right. Sorting through There's them. a reason, yeah, why we give you know people certain... Um, freedoms at age 18 and 21 because they're not ready at age 10 yeah i i get that yeah they're they're tangled up and confused um it can also help you you know open up to better patterns of behaviors when you untangle this mess yeah, and it's easier for a therapist when he doesn't know you to look from the outside in and, and give you some some tools to take away from that to deal with that. It really helps that he doesn't know you and he's not judging you. Exactly. He has or no she. reason to judge you. Yeah. If he is judging, yeah. get another therapist. <laughs> yeah, there you um, go. You know, there are a lot of people that go to therapy that don't really have any issues. Okay? They simply want to meet themselves. Yeah. The one thing therapy does is say, hello, meet yourself. Mm-hmm. Meet that self that's hidden inside of you, that very likable self that you think you're afraid to climb mountains. But maybe that's exactly what you want to do. I thought those were the people that had a life coach. Life coaches can work in that way, too. Yeah, I think most of those people that that almost are addicted to therapy like talking about themselves. To well, <laughs> you know, the life coach is kind of a new age right. therapy. I mean, you're right. A life coach and life coaches are great. And one of these days we need to do, we need to do a whole show on that. Right. And in fact, I have um, a friend that is a life coach. And I'm pretty sure she would love to, love, love, love to come on. I haven't even thought about our friend talking to her about coming on. So I have someone in mind there, too. Yeah. Great. Oh, good. Yeah. Um, like I said before, the benefits are lifelong. Whatever you learn in therapy today, it will be pertinent 10 years from now, 20 years from now. Right. So keep that in mind. Um, you know, it, it keeps repressed memories from haunting you. Mm. I know people very old that have repressed memories that haunt them. They're right. not necessarily on the surface. They never truly uh, dealt mom, with it. Yeah. My mom, even at her age of, I've lost track of how old mother is. She's probably 75, okay? Okay. Um, she had, um, she got encephalitis. And as she was going into the coma, 
many of those repressed memories she started playing out. It was so it was horrible and sad. Oh, geez. you know, take care of that now. Don't let it come back and haunt you. Right. right. It helps you eliminate passive aggressive behavior. People that are confused, unhappy, tend to be passive aggressive. So if you deal with that, then you become less passive aggressive, and everybody that lives around you will really appreciate that. There you go. And like I said, new perspective. Um, it, it helps you to see other people. Yeah. And the world around you in a different way. Yeah. Maybe in a more accurate way. Maybe in a more empathetic way. Depending yeah. upon who or what you are. Like I said earlier, it, it helps that the you've got an outsider looking in to give you unbiased, uh, you know, tools and opinions to, to a different outlook of, of that event. Exactly. And... Uh, I don't know if you ever watch um, the Iron Chef, and they they throw out a um, what is it the curveball? Curveball ingredient. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, go. life can throw you curveballs. Yes. And getting new coping skills and dealing with the old stuff can help you deal with those. Oh, they call it a culinary curveball. Yeah. Well, it'll help you deal with these life curveballs. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, you know, talk therapy can be like painting a picture where you start out with maybe an outline of something and you don't know what it is. And so you finish out the picture because you give it more detail. Right. You understand and you see things in detail. See it clearly. Um, yeah, yeah. And Building all, on. Yeah, exactly. It could be also a little like Legos. Yes. Building blocks. I think you used that term a few days ago. I did. You did call it um, um, a building block. That each time you're with your therapist, you find a new block. And you add it on to your foundation. And that's when you know you've had a successful session. Good. When you get a new building block, right? Yeah, there you go. Um, even if they're getting paid, you still know that you're not alone. Yeah. You know, and we are. People need people. Yeah. You can also... It, it took we, me a while, I think, to warm up to having a therapist. Um that's what I found it was awkward at first but as you kind of get you know into a few sessions you get a little bit more comfortable and I think you open up and you open up your mind a little bit more absolutely and that helps you rewire your brain so stick now, with it don't give yeah, up after yeah, one yeah. or two awkward sessions you got to stick with it that's and that's people that thing. are in therapy are less likely to self-medicate there you go that's good um, and whatever you learn in therapy, it, it, it can also make it help other people. It almost kind of helps you to become a teacher to other people. There you go. Yeah, I agree. It's it it it's really is a good thing. It's a great thing when you use it in conjunction with other activities and therapies. Um, probably most people 
could benefit from it. You don't you don't have to have something horrible. Right. right. You get out of it what you put in it. Oh, for sure. Oh, you, I agree you, with that. Yeah. You don't if you go into it with a bad attitude or if you're not honest and forthtelling, then you're not gonna get anything out of it and you can say, Oh, that didn't do me any good. But if you go into it with a good attitude and you do have a good therapist that's involved and then you're gonna get a lot out of it and you're gonna feel better each time you talk to them and you will be more forthcoming and get rid of it will help you get rid of your problem or problems and help you um, get to feeling better because that's what it's all about it's about yeah. about making yourself feel better and normally when you feel better you're going to make the people around you feel better oh for sure and you know it's about reaching your full potential yeah i remember walking out of therapy going wow that felt good yeah 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 you should walk out of therapy feeling a little bit better yeah yeah, yeah. and so i i hope everybody enjoyed this i know Everybody's waiting for your scary TV. Yeah, it's Halloween. Yeah. What What are the kids doing out there? Are there is there trick and trick or treating or what's going on? No, I don't think they're going to no, have any. We are so COVID written right ridden right now in uh, Green County in Springfield, Missouri, that it's really just not possible. Yeah, that's sad. Uh, yeah, poor yeah. kids. It's bad. Poor it's kids. Bad. But we lost a beloved employee from MSU, the equipment manager. Oh no! We lost him today to COVID, and so our our heart goes out to um, oh, no. his family. That's horrible to hear. So, and anybody that's been around the athletic department um, knows him. So that's sad. How old was he? In his uh, late thirties, I believe. Oh, jeez, no. So, wow. not that, that old and news. not in that classic group. He was a big guy. Right. Okay. Very big guy. Huh. So. Hearts uh, go out to that family for sure. That's Absolutely. really sad. Yeah. So, we've got some scary uh, shows since kids aren't going out uh, and you're not having to tend the candy bowl or take the little ones out there for Halloweening. We've got some scary shows that you can check out. Um... We've got five of them. The first one, uh, or the first couple, I don't. I'm not real big on, but but I do. I watch the odd episode here and there. Uh, the first one's called Penny Dreadful City of Angels, and it's a looks at some grisly murders in Los Angeles in 1938. So it's kind of a period piece that way. Um, some very good acting. Natalie Dormer stars in that. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I like it actually a little more than Nosferatu, and that's N O S four, the number four, A, and the number two. They spell it very differently. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, Penny Dreadful's on Showtime, Crave, HBO, and Sky. Um, Nosferatu's on AMC and the BBC, uh, so it's classified as a horror as well. Um, 
and it's basically about a immortal that feeds off the souls of children. <laughs> oh, so, wow. there you go. Yeah, yeah. Okay. it's uh, it's kind of uh, you know uh, almost a fantasy piece, but uh, it, it's got some interesting um, uh, camera effects and things like that in it. Um, one of my favorites is Bates Motel, and that's on NBC, Netflix, and Universal, and that's oh, a okay. horror. Uh, it's the prequel to the movie Psycho about Norman that's... Bates and the Bates Motel. Okay, yeah. that's my kind. Yeah, yeah. So it it um, it stars the uh, Freddie Highmore. Uh, he's the young guy that uh, plays the autistic doctor in Good Doctor. Wow. Um, yeah. So he's he's actually an award winning actor, and he does really well. It's it's really weird to see him speak with his English accent. I guess he's from the UK, but um, very good actor. Very good actor. Very believable. So. Uh, the the last two are actually comedies, um, and uh, one of them's called Barry. It's on HBO and Sky. Uh, it's basically a hitman um, moves to Hollywood and wants to become an actor. <laughs> so it it's got some very funny moments and some very serious moments as well. So it, it it's worth checking out, and it's only a half yeah, hour show. Yeah, I like that. I so. like it when they mix in a little funny. Yes, and speaking of funny, uh, this is probably one of the funniest TV shows uh, on at the moment. Uh, this last one's called What We Do in the Shadows, and it's on FX, HBO, and Walt Disney Television. And mm. it is a basically a documentary style that um, it like shot in a documentary style, and it looks into the daily lives of three vampires. That have lived together for over a hundred years on Staten Island. Oh um, my gosh! Yeah, it it is really really a funny show. And and out of all of these, um, I would pick Bates Motel and What We Do in the Shadows uh, for the comedy is my oh, favorites. Man. Yeah, so, I, and, I like the sounds of both of those. I do too. Yeah, the uh, the Bates Motel. It's a little more serious and dark and dingy a lot of it was filmed out here in the west coast um on the lower mainland and it was a lot of it was filmed during the winter so it's dark and rainy and gives you that kind of moody thing but what we do in the shadows pretty damn hilarious and the special effects are out of this world um <laughs> it's pretty good so and that's it for this week's well, uh, scary for that. TV shows. Yeah, no yeah. Yeah. We all look forward to that. And uh, I hope everybody's had a great week. I hope you have a great week. Um, stay safe out there. Tempest Fugit. Time flies. Use it wisely. There you yeah. go. Yeah. yeah, move that coffee table and do some dancing. There you go. You guys, have, you guys have a good weekend. Hopefully it warms up there. You all too. Right. See all you. Right. Bye-bye now.